You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's podcast episode, we have a sex and intimacy coach. Her name is Casey Neal. Casey is amazing. She's talented. She knows what she's talking about. And she is just really, really knowledgeable in everything on sex, intimacy, kink. And today, she's sharing something with us that I'd never even heard of. So if you've heard of something called the five love languages, it's very similar to that. So let me explain the five love languages to you real quick. Everyone receives and feels loved in a different way. So there is a book out there called The Five Love Languages. And Gary Chapman discovered that these five love languages, these five ways of receiving love are the main ways, okay, the main ways. And so if you want to get an idea of what that is, it's touch, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and words of affirmation. So these are the ways that people receive love. Now, the reason why I'm bringing up the five love languages are because there's actually the five erotic languages, and we're going to be going into that today. So this is not related to the five love languages, but I just wanted to give you a comparison so you understand. There are five different erotic blueprints Okay, that, that people generally lean towards one or two in this same way. And Casey is going to be telling us what those five erotic blueprints are. It's so cool. Once you discover what yours is, you'll know what turns you on the most in the bedroom. And then you'll be able to describe it to the girl that you're dating or your girlfriend. And then each of you understand what each other likes in the bedroom and understands what you like in terms of intimacy. So it's very powerful stuff. And Casey's going to break all of it down and very easy, easy to understand. So I think you're really going to get a lot from this. Now, if you're at this point where this is interesting to you, but it's not even something that you're able to use. It's like, well, Trip, I'd love to, I'd love to use this stuff. I'd love to implement this stuff, but I'm actually not having sex right now. I'm not even dating anyone right now. That's okay. Coaching is always available to you. You can go to coachedbytrip.com. When you go to coachedbytrip.com and apply, you and I will get a chance to work together. What happens is you fill out the application and you and I will talk and we will put you on the calendar to start your coaching sessions. Coaching consists of doing weekly calls. You get unlimited texting with me. I'm even going to give you access to my programs in my members area. One of them, by the way, is Hooked, which you can always get separately at getterhook.com if you're not ready for coaching. So you can always get my main program that teaches you about attraction and how, how to meet women. But if you want to take things to the next level and you're ready for coaching and you're ready to put the pedal to the metal or put some gasoline on the fire, so to speak, then go apply today, coachedbytrip.com. Of course, you're not ready yet and you just want to stick to something a little bit more simple and on your own terms, then go to getherhooked.com for just the hooked program that is about eight to 10 hours long and takes you through the whole process of meeting women. So check those out. And before you even go to that, I think you should still listen to this great interview I have with Casey Neal. Here it is. We're talking about erotic blueprints. Hey, Casey, it's good to be talking to you today. Hello, hello. So happy to have you on here. I know it was funny. We were just talking before this, and I was talking to you as if you and I 
have never talked to each other before or worked together. And then you're like, I think we have. And I looked and two years ago, you did a video for me, not for YouTube, but I think it was for a program that I had. Mm. And uh, so I can't believe it took this long, even though we've already done something together to have you on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Maybe you can tell the guys who are listening your background, who you are, how you got into this field of work and and what you like to speak about. Definitely. Okay. So I have a really colorful CV or you know, um, what do they call it? Like resume. So I started off as an event planner. And while I was an event planner in New York City, I was doing pro-dom work during like lunch breaks and after work. And so that's kind of how I ended up in the sex, intimacy, relationship world. From there, I... I'm curious. When you say that, what does that mean, pro-dom work? What does that mean? So yeah. So I was paid to be a dominatrix to very high-profile men. So CEOs, presidents of companies, very powerful individuals that needed and desired somebody around them to tell them no. You know, they oftentimes, I'm sure you have felt this as an entrepreneur, that when you get to a certain level of success, you're surrounded by all yes people. So they yes you and your ideas are brilliant and you're amazing. And there's not really anybody around you that's telling you no. And so what I found in the work that I did with my clients is that they liked to lose control. And what I mean by lose control is like containers were set up, boundaries were set up. So we all knew what they were available for in the play and what I was available for in the play. And then they were able to just kind of like take off that suit of armor and just like let go. And so that could look many different ways from... Is that a turn on to them or what is that? Yes. Yes, there is a turn on. And what uh, oftentimes people are trying to reach is this place called subspace. And the best way I can describe subspace is pure presence, like being so present in the moment that you don't have a thought of what's happened in the past or what's going to happen in the future. You are just here in this moment experiencing what you're experiencing. It's almost like a transcendental experience. And there is a turn-on element to it. it. It doesn't have to be a turn-on. But what I have found with most of my clients is there is an element of turn on that comes to it. And then there's a seeking like, okay, I've experienced it once. I want to experience it again. And so it's, it's finding different ways to do that. So that could be for some people that's like verbal humiliation. For other people, that is physical touch on the body. So that could be like spankings. That could be rope work and like bondage. It could be that like you don't get an opportunity to speak. Like there's so many elements <laughs> that can go into this world that we could have a whole conversation just on like kink and domination and submission and what does BDSM stand for and and all of that. So that will have to be episode uh, two with you. <laughs> okay, I'm a guess for that. So I would do that. And, you know, for me living in New York City, that was that's what paid the bills. So I did that for a while and then decided I wanted more. And what more looked like is I decided to go back to school and I got my master's in mental health counseling with a focus in trauma and sex and intimacy issues. 
And so I have worked with every type of trauma that you could probably think of um, and heard all of the stories and also seen miracles happen on the other side of it when people decide to heal what's there and that it doesn't have to take a long period of time. And then from there, I got introduced to the erotic blueprints by Jaya Ma. And what the erotic blueprints are, are the five love languages for sex, pleasure, desire, and turn on. And so... Yeah, I'm excited to learn about these today. Yeah, I mean, why I love them so much is that they give you the ability to talk about what it is that you truly desire and what you need to feel turned on and to have you know, the ultimate sexual experience. And it also gives your partner, who oftentimes is not the same erotic blueprint that you are, gives them an opportunity to talk about it. So you guys actually start to understand each other. And then you understand, okay, my, this is what my partner means when she says sex. Or this is what my partner means when she wants connection, <laughs> you know. So it, I just I find it. When we were talking before this, I find this really like the like a Jedi mind trick in that it's not actually a trick, but it's the ability to really feel understood. And in relationship and in partnership, that's really what both partners ultimately want from each other is they want to feel seen, heard, loved, and understood. And if you can do that in the bedroom, holy, oh my gosh, you can do that anywhere. <laughs> and that will just up-level your, every part of your life. I haven't seen it not continue to grow partnerships and grow intimacy and grow deeper sexual connections that you can't even imagine. That porn never even touches. That's available. So, How soon would you want to bring this, this up to someone that you're dating? Um, so for me personally, I bring it up right away because I'm super curious. And you'll have um, to educate them, I'm guessing, because most likely they're not going to know what that is. So they'll probably, exactly. you'll probably have to tell them, right? Exactly. So one of the things that they can do is they can take a test and I can give you a link, you know, for your, your audience, um, to go to, to take the test. Um, and that will let you know, I think it's like 22 questions and it'll give you a percentage of where you fall based on your answers. And then you can always have your, the person that you're dating either take the test right there, or you can kind of talk about it at say like dinner on a date and you can send it to them afterwards. Now I would say for your audience, if they're not used to talking about sex and intimacy and there's there's a nervousness or an uncertainty, I would wait to have this conversation until you get deeper into a relationship where you feel really comfortable about it or you guys are in a state where you're wanting to grow deeper into a relationship. So oftentimes I'll work with men specifically on understanding this work. So there's a, whole, there's a whole program I can take clients through where they really understand their blueprint. And so when they start dating, they start to kind of understand and see the signs for the people they're dating and like what their blueprint is. And then so they can kind of set up scenarios that have the other person feel really seen, really understood in a totally different way. And then they can kind of bring the conversation up because they've spoken to me as a woman 
So now they've like worked those chops and they're like, oh, okay, like I, I understand how to talk to somebody about this. And then it creates like a really beautiful scenario where they can bring it up. And then sex in general can be something that's really amazing. Yeah, cool. Well, let's dive in. Let's talk about all the the different uh, blueprints. And okay, cool. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, and then you'll say you'll give us the link at the end. Is it a link from you or is it another link or... I mean, they can go on MissMissJAIYA.com and the test comes up there. Um, I have my own personal link. So whatever works best, they can always go there and do that. So, Okay, um, cool. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So the five blueprints are energetic. And there's two types of energetic. There's light energetic and dark energetic. And just audience, just know I'll get into these. I'm just going to tell you what the five are first. So energetic, sensual, sexual, kinky. And there's two types of kinky. There's sensation-based and there's psychological-based. And then there's a shapeshifter. So each of these blueprints has kind of like your superpower. So like this is how you show up in the world and these are your turn-ons. And they're all kind of general. So it might be a little different for each person. And then there's what we kind of call shadows. And so these are the areas that show up that might be getting in the way of you feeling completely fulfilled and totally understood. And they can just be kind of stuff that may need to be worked on either with a coach or with a therapist to get on the other side of it. And then what we've found is as you heal these different shadows, then sex becomes even more amazing. You might shift into a new blueprint so that you can really start to expand. And there's so much possibility than what most of us are accustomed to, which is like penis to vagina penetration with an orgasm. So what this is why I love these because there is a endless supply now of possibilities of sexual experiences that most of us just don't have any idea about. So... Let me jump into them. So with the energetic, the energetic is somebody who is oftentimes highly sensitive. So they can walk into a room and they can feel like either something's kind of off or they're like, oh, this feels really good. They are people that you'll hear oftentimes in like the spiritual world, like, I want to feel you. I want to, I want our heart to connect. <laughs> They're oftentimes people that want to eye gaze. Like they need connection, both kind of in person and and there's like a feelingness that they get with the person that they're with. They're usually highly attuned to their partner's emotions. So they'll be the partner that's kind of like, hey, what's wrong? If you're you might be one of those, it's like, how did they know that something's off or something's wrong? Yeah. They're just highly attuned, right? They're very sensitive to touch. And so oftentimes, if you come in too fast to an energetic, they might shut down. And that's kind of one of the shadows that might show up. So if container or boundaries, and what I mean by that is if they don't know what's going to happen, if they're kind of taken off guard, it might be another experience where they shut down and they're not fully available and they're not fully present. I wonder why people shut down so easily with this, with this topic. The topic of sex? Yeah. Oh, because it's made, been made such a taboo. You know, like we, we're not talked... Like our parents don't make it something that's easily talked about. 
Our schools don't make it something that's easily talked about. And there's a lot of shame that's attached to sexuality as a whole. And so, you know, in Brene Brown's work, she really talks about how like we will do absolutely everything possible to avoid shame. Right. And so I think that's right. the reason... Which is why we're not vulnerable when that's what she talks about a lot. Yes, exactly. And that's why I love these blueprints is because it actually gives you language that you don't have to figure out that you can be like, hey, look what I just learned. <laughs> or like, oh my gosh, this is something new. Like it... it, it um, I guess the best way of talking about it is it like it removes the shame from the conversation and makes it something easy makes it something more light, makes it something more fun and playful. Like another reason is we take sex so seriously and it doesn't have to be. Like, please laugh during sex. Please have fun. <laughs> like, it's okay if it gets messy unless you're sensual and we'll get into that in a minute. But like, it's okay to like make silly sounds. Like our bodies just make sounds and like, you know, so there's, there's all of this pressure that's kind of put on this subject that if we could just have the conversation would ease so much of that. And that's also why I just love this work because it's easy, right. it's an easy conversation starter. Yeah. And cool. Closer. And of course, everything you're talking about here makes it so it's easy so everyone can understand each other and it gives that opportunity for it to be easy. Exactly. Exactly. And it and it should be. And you know, as a woman if a man is in front of me and he is confidently talking about sex in a conversation without me like feeling that like, oh God, he's having this conversation because he wants something, but where it's more like, hey, I'm really curious. I am more open to be like, yes, let's talk about this. Like, oh, okay, like there's more here that we and we can go deeper and you really care and you know, there, it's it's not this, oh God, maybe we're going to go in the bedroom or maybe he's going to make a move or, you know, ooh, I don't know how I'm supposed to be. What I love about this work is it's like, if you as a man can understand who the person is that's with you, you can allow them to feel at ease. And if you can have this kind of conversation in a very like comfortable way where you're mm-hmm. like, I just want to know, I'm just really curious. And I want to make sure... Yes, I love that. Yes, it's total foreplay. Absolutely. Now for some of our... For like the sexuals, (laughs) it may not be completely foreplay. They may be like, okay, let's go and do this. But for everybody else, it's really like... Actually, there's a journey. Sex is a journey. And we're Mm -hmm. we're not really taught that either. And again, like if we watch porn, which is really where most people's education comes from... There's no journey there. There is no journey. (laughs) It's like, boom, we go right to it. And so what I have found in my work is most men think they're asexual and they're not, but they've been conditioned that way. And so they're playing this role. They think they're supposed to be playing and it's totally fake. And we as a women women can feel it because we're like this, there's something not authentic here. And most men are so checked out of their bodies that we're like, okay, where's the presence? that then we are not feeling safe and we're having trouble trusting. And so it gets all wonky. Right, in general. right. Makes sense. Right. Okay, cool. So, okay. So I've talked about a little yeah, bit of the energetic. Now, there's two types of energetics that I was talking about. One is the light energetic. And 
they're oftentimes like the ones that are like, I want to eye gaze. I want to have transcendental experiences. I want to feel oneness with you, which is actually... Some people oftentimes roll their eyes at that, but it can be a really beautiful experience. But that requires like surrender and the willingness to let go and the willingness to go really deep and intimate. You know, if you haven't, if you've never eye gazed with somebody, if you've never looked in somebody's eyes for a long period of time, it can be really uncomfortable. But if you can get past the uncomfortableness, there is a vast experience that can be so amazing and so incredibly orgasmic that's really beautiful to get to. So some people may roll their eyes at that, that lightness, but like it's actually really incredible if you have somebody who knows how to support you in getting there or if you're just curious in getting there. Yeah. Okay. And, awesome. And then we have the dark energetic, which how I like to describe that is almost kind of the film noir. So these are like the black and white, you know, old school movies where there's a man, a mysterious man under a light post that's like smoking a cigarette and there's mystery yeah. and there's intrigue and there's like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. And what both the light and the dark like is they like a little bit of tease and denial or tease and um, anticipation, excuse me. So there's like, oh, what's this person kind of going to do next? And are they going to let me kind of come to them? And that's the important thing to think about with an energetic, with somebody who's super highly sensitive, is letting them come to you. Not that you're checking out and you're present with them, but if you let them come to you, then magic really gets to be created because they're fully open. Whereas if you come to them or come at them, like I said before, they shut down. So that's that's the energetic. There's a lot more to talk about there, but I know we kind of have a short period of time and there's four more to go through. So the next one is the sensual. And the sensual is somebody who lives their life through their senses. And so these are people, and I'm one of them. So I just love beautiful ambiance. The room needs to be exquisite. I want candlelight. I need a certain level of a heat in the room. Um, I want soft, beautiful things around me. It would be, you know, lighting and delicious food and delicious drink and anything that just kind of like brings in the world around me. How you can tell if somebody's essential one is like, do they talk about the beauty that's around you? You know, mm. or they do they want to stop and smell a flower? Do they love touching things? You know, do they wear materials on their body that, that are feelable, touchable? Do they play with their hair? Do they touch their face? Do they touch their bodies? For a sensual, the touch that a sensual typically likes is like a massage touch, like a deep kind of grounded massage touch. Whereas like if we talk about the energetic, oftentimes they don't even need touch. Like one of the coolest things about an energetic, and I've been able to have these with training, is that you can have orgasms without even being touched. Whoa. I've seen that before. Not in yes. person, but I've heard about it and seen about it. It's, is, that, yeah. is, is that for real? Yes. And it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's totally different than you know, either squirting or you know, any other type of touch that's on the body. But it's, it's, it's amazing. And men can have it too. So men and women can have it. And, and it's something that can actually be developed on, on everybody to be able to do that. So each blueprint has like different touches that they like. So yeah, with an energetic, it's either no touch or very, very soft, very slow. 
So then energetic, if you move too fast, they need what's called assimilation, which means they Mm. actually may check out of their body and may not be present anymore because it's just going too fast. So what they need is like a moment of pause where they breathe in their body and it's like a... (sighs) And then that's usually a sign that like, okay, now we can keep moving. They just need that moment of bringing it together. So we go back to the sensual. The shadow of a sensual is they oftentimes if something's messy, like they can't continue. Like for me, I have to have a liberator throw on my bed when I'm playing with my partner. And what a liberator throw is, um, and there's a couple of different brands that are out there, but essentially it's a waterproof mat that goes on the bed that collects all bodily fluids and oils and lubes and stuff like that. So that when I go to bed, I'm not sleeping in any of that. Otherwise, I won't go to sleep. Got it. Right? So that's really important for most sensuals. The other thing with essential is oftentimes orgasms can be really elusive, meaning it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there. We're almost there and then it's gone. And it can be really hard to get back. So they kind of go into their minds and they'll check out in their mind and they'll kind of cut cut off the orgasm. So those are some things to look at. And what I love when I talk about these blueprints is that when I'm, especially when I'm sitting in front of men in particular, is their eyes get really big and they're like, oh my God, that was what my partner was. Like, I wish I had known that when I was with my ex because I would have done so many things differently. Right. Like it, it clicks very fast for them when they hear it all. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if they're showing up as a sexual. So if we move on to the sexual blueprint, the sexual blueprint is traditionally what we're taught in our culture here in America, which is penis to vagina penetration with an orgasm. And oftentimes if the orgasm doesn't happen, there's this like feeling of like it wasn't successful. And this is what like porn has taught us and has taught so many men out there. And it's like, that's not actually who they are but it's who they're pretending to be because that's what they th- that that's what we think that they're supposed to be like. And so how you know you're a true sexual is that having sex is like breathing air and drinking water. That if you don't have sex you literally feel like you're going to die. Okay. <laughs> and true sexuals like that is the truth. Like there is this such starvation in their bodies from being able to be with the person that they're with. The other thing with the sexual is they forget that there's a journey to sex. So usually they're like, yay, boobs, let me touch boobs. Or like, I want to touch your vagina right away or your vulva. Like, let's let's do the sex. Let's get there. Let's go there right now. They forget about foreplay. They forget to take time. They forget that their partners may not be as sexual. They oftentimes don't have a deep vocabulary. You know, the words that turn sexuals on are typically the words that we hear from, from porn. I want to fuck you. Like, you're so hard. Let's go faster. That's the thing that's turned them on. But other blueprints, it's not really... doesn't actually do it for them. There's oh, actually yeah. other words. Let's see. What else with the sexual? They're, I mean, they're really amazing. They're usually really, you know, skilled lovers in that aspect of sex of having that kind of orgasm and wanting to get there. And so 
the thing again to think about is, you know, is this who I am or is something else in some of these other ones kind of resonating with me? Like, hmm, it might be what I am, but maybe not. Okay. Then we have the kinky. So the way that in the kind of blueprint world, the way that we define kinky is it's you're turned on by the taboo that you consider taboo. So it doesn't mean that it has to be dominance and submission. It doesn't mean that it has to be BDSM. That is one aspect of it. But kinky is, are you turned on by the taboo? And I've had clients that doing it, you know, having sex doggy style is really taboo for them because of either their religion or how they've grown up. But it's something that really turns them on to do it. So... So the taboo turns them on. The taboo. Yep. The taboo turns them on. Exactly. And it's whatever you consider taboo. It can be what the culture considers taboo, but it's really personal as that is something you consider taboo that you're like, oh, that really turns me on. And there's two types of kinky. So there's sensation-based. And what that is, is that your body likes sensations on it. It likes different touches. This is like spankings nail scratches. It could be hairbrush on the body, whether it's the soft side or the back. It could be more BDSM toys that we think about. Like it could be a whip. It could be rope. Um, it could be it could be anything around your house. Like one of the things that I love doing for my clients is I give them a 30-day challenge where every day I want them to what I call pervert something in their house. So I want them to find anything in their house and see if they can turn it into some form of sex toy. So if I'm looking at like a pillow right in front of me, that can be something that you can spank somebody with. You know, so it's cool. it's yeah. having you think cool. outside the box of yeah. what we think, right? I love like a, use a fork. Like you can run a fork really soft and slowly on somebody's body to get a reaction or you can push it in hard so it's like scraping against the skin. You know, you can smack it on nipples. You can smack it on different areas and that sensation. So it's, you're doing something to the body and it, the body is feeling something. There's different intensities and that's, we'll save that for the BDSM conversation on like okay. how to test for that kind of stuff. But you know, one of the things for everyone out there listening is one, if you're playing in kink or you're playing in the taboo or you're playing in BDSM, never play angry. because that that's not what's included in this. Like, do not play angry because you can't, you won't be able to control your emotions, and you'll probably not be able to actually feel um, if any hitting or spanking or sensation on the body. You won't be able to feel the actual intensity of it. So you may actually hurt your partner, which is not what we're going for. Unless, right? Unless it's been pre-negotiated. Unless that's consensual on both parties where you're like, yes, you are going to hit me and you're going to hit me at a 10. But again, that's, <laughs> that'll be for the advanced class that we talk about. So sensation-based and then there's psychological-based. And so in the psychological-based, this is things like role play. And so this could be dominance and submission. This could be teacher and schoolgirl or schoolboy. This could be... If we go really taboo, right? It could be priest and you know, one of the members or, you know, it's anything that, that it gets your mind in play. This could be humiliation. This could be, I mean, it's anything 
where there's consensual play with the mind. So okay. the, the shadow part with the kinky is that typically there's a lot of shame. Like a lot of shame in their desires and what they want. I okay. saw this a lot with my clients, which is why I decided to go and get my master's in, in counseling because I really wanted to understand what was going on. That so many of my clients, because of their desires, had been rejected or you know humiliated, but not in a consensual way by their partners, had been told that they, what they desired is bad and wrong and that they're bad and wrong. That one of the reasons why they come to a dom oftentimes is because there is no judgment. Like, yes, there's rules. I will not play with anything that's non-consensual. So like any like children, animals, dead people, (laughs) that kind of stuff is like completely off limits. And that's a different conversation. But like anything that fits within the that world of taboo for them um, from a consensual place, it's like, great, there's no judgment here. But for them in their normal lives, quote unquote normal lives, right? They've been judged. And so oftentimes the work that a kinky gets to do is either find a coach or find a way of healing their shame and realizing that their desires are actually really beautiful and amazing. And they can also reach transcendental experiences like the energetic can. The thing about the energetic, the sensual, and the kinky is that they can have full-on orgasms without it being penetrative sex, which is really cool. That's mind-blowing. Right? Totally. That's mind-blowing. That's definitely not me. (laughs) Yet. Yet. Okay. Okay, (laughs) open-minded. That's not you yet. And it doesn't have to go to the total extremes. Like, you know... And this goes for everybody, male and female. When you feel safe with your partner and you feel like you can trust them, the what is possible in the sex and the intimacy world is endless. Like there are so many possibilities. Like what people know as pleasure is so limiting in this world that they don't even realize that what you're experiencing now is pleasure. You can 10 times that. You can actually hundred times that. Like there is so much pleasure available out there for you, for your partner, and for you guys together. That like once you what you know right now is so limiting. Like the tip of the iceberg, basically. Just the tip of the just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. And then the other thing with kinkies that I as a coach have to like look out for is oftentimes they can get so stuck on the thing that turns them on that they may not be able to find a partner that can actually satisfy that taboo. So Jaya talks about the yellow raincoat. So if you're a person who has a fetish or has this taboo turn on where like you can only orgasm if your partner is wearing a yellow raincoat, might be really challenging to find a partner that wants to do that for the rest of their lives. And so the idea is also to not get so stuck on the ways in which you orgasm and the ways in which you find pleasure that again, you can you can always expand upon what's there. Right. Okay. So now we have the last one, which is the shapeshifter. And so a shapeshifter is somebody that is erotically intelligent. And I just want to be clear that there is no hierarchical on any of this. None of these blueprints are better than the other at all. So there's no better than. The shapeshifter, yes, might be able to like 
be any of the blueprints that show up. But what they deal with, and oftentimes they see a lot of shapeshifters in their shadow, is that because they're erotically fluid, they're actually not getting their needs met because they're always meeting their partner's needs. And what happens with a shapeshifter is oftentimes they want... Well, not oftentimes. The thing with a shapeshifter is they want it all. Oftentimes, you know somebody is a shapeshifter when they're, they say something like, all the things. When you're like, what do you want? They're like, everything. I want it all. I want all the hands on me. I want this person spanking me. I want this person giving me an orgasm. I want this person <laughs> you know, hovering their hands over my heart. I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. They're like a kid in a candy store. But the other shadow that they oftentimes deal with is that they have been told that they're too much. You want too much, you need too much, you are too much. And so they will shut down their brilliance in this this shapeshifterness and they won't be getting their needs met. And so a lot of the work with the shapeshifters is actually getting them to voice what is it that you want, what do you need, and then finding partners that are open-minded and available to saying yes, or if they can't meet all their needs, then are they open to bringing in toys? Are they open to bringing in other people? Are there, you know, are they open to potentially an open relationship? Like, and they can get fed. I've seen it, you know, more times than not that like once they start to understand what it is that they need, and once they're able to talk to their partner about it and have all parties really be on board, then sex is really incredible because not only again are they erotically. Um, intelligent, they can also help their partner in expanding into so many different areas as well. Okay, got it. That's an interesting one. Yeah, it is. It's a fun one, and it's yeah. They usually they're like, I want, I want it all. And you're like, okay, great. <laughs> have you met in your in your history? Have you met with guys that you've dated that fit all these different categories? Like you've met every single kind. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And and you can and anyone can fit within each other. It's just about being able to speak the language of that person after uh, yep. you know what they are, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. There's none that are better than. Um, you can be with somebody who is the same as you. Like you could have two energetics. But what oftentimes but what we usually see is that you have a primary, but there's also a secondary. So like I'm I'm a total sensual. That is my entry in. So if you seduce me through the sensual, I'm like, yay, let's play. (laughs) I'm totally ready. And then I'm a shapeshifter. And then I'm like, I could do all the things. And I can be all the things. But I've also done a lot of healing in my shadows. So that's the other thing with partners. So you might... What we see a lot of is that we see a lot of sexuals with energetics. And nothing's like been proven, but here's my hypothesis, which is the energetic and the sensual really feel each other and they feel the passion and there's like a full yes and like, let's do it. And there's kind of like an enmeshment that happens with the partners that is just like, okay, we're like one and let's do the thing. And oh my gosh, it's amazing. And then what happens is that both parties start to become individual again. You know, like once the honeymoon phase kind of fades off, They're like, oh, we're like sovereign, autonomous human beings who have our own needs, wants, and desires. (laughs) And then it becomes like, okay, now how do we communicate with each other? And then you have the sexual that starts to come at the energetic. And then the energetic pulls away and shuts down. And then it becomes this kind of like circle. 
that they're running around each other. But the reason for that is because they don't know that that's what's going on. And so there's, they're struggling to actually communicate what's there. And so that's why these are really beautiful because you can see like, oh, okay, you're a sexual. This is how you typically do it. And they can be like, yep, you're absolutely right. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're an energetic. And this is what you need. So if I do da-da-da-da-da, and if we can talk about this and this and that, then you're going to be available and ready to have sex. And it's like, yes. Right, yeah. And then as humans, which we do as we grow and as we evolve and as we heal our shadows and how as life changes, then you change with it. So it's not that... It's not like the love languages, the five love languages, which what Gary Chapman says is that's pretty much what you are. Like what you test as is what you are. The blueprints are fluid. So just because I'm essential right now does not mean I'm necessarily going to be essential in, say, six months. I might shift. So I learned about the blueprints, I think, like four years ago. And when I started out, I was a, sh- a shapeshifter in my shadow. I had a lot of shadow that was showing up. And then I moved into more energetic as I was doing the healing. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. So more emotions were coming on. I was becoming more sensitive to the world around me and to touches. And then as I kind of really stepped into and owned the energetic, then I moved into the sensual, which is really, I think, where my... That is actually my number one. I mean, kinky's always there just because I worked in that world for over 10 years and I'm still kind of in it a little bit. So I just love... I love playing in that world. It's not necessarily my blueprint. But what I'm trying to say is that whatever you start out as doesn't mean that's necessarily what you're going to be for the rest of your life. It might be. But what's cool about this is you can understand when life changes. There's another piece that like Jaya teaches, which is there's actually... Once you understand the five blueprints, there are actually stages or states of being that we all go through. And (laughs) those are resting, healing, curious, adventurous, and either transformational or transcendental. So you could be an energetic and you can be in resting, which means like you're like, I'm just not having sex or I'm choosing to be celibate. And you could be with a kinky who's in adventurous, which is like, hey, I want to go play and do all the things. And if that happens without understanding that, then there's going to be a lot of problems in the relationship because one partner wants to play and do all this adventurous stuff, and the other person's like, I don't even want to have sex. Like, I'm not even available for that. Right. And if you don't understand that that's happening there's going to be a lot of conflict. And if you don't have the ability to communicate, again, lots of conflict, lots of shutdown or you know, anything can really happen, right? But if you have the ability to communicate that, then that just right. up levels because you can understand if you're the kinky, you're like, okay, what's going on? Tell me about this resting. What does that mean? How long is this going to be? How can I support you? Are there ways that I can go get my needs met while you're resting that have you feel safe and have you trust me? You know, so it 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 lends for the ability to grow and evolve together and understand each other in a really beautiful way. Cool. And I like what you said earlier. That's a lot of information. No, 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 no. It was great. It was great. I like what you said how it feels to me that it it doesn't matter if you change. What matters is that you're aware of whatever the change is in terms of yeah. where you feel you are in terms of which yeah. which 
blueprint or part of the blueprint you connect with, right? So I think it's just mm-hmm. making sure you bring an awareness to what it is that you're fitting into in the time being. Absolutely. And then you'll be able to know how to get your needs met. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I mean, awareness, if we're looking at relationships as a whole, self-awareness and the ability to speak to it is one of the most important skill sets that you can have. Because when you're aware of it, you can make changes and life can be better. But if you're not aware of it, then then what, right? Then you're like, I don't even know what to do. So, right. And then yeah. you're stuck. Then so, you're stuck. The, the, the awareness is the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Cool. <laughs> this is so cool. So, man, yeah, it was a lot of information, but, but not in a bad way. I'm sure that, you know, the guys who are listening are probably connecting with, with one of them and, mm-hmm. and thinking that they might be leaning towards one. And if they're not, Tell us again, where can they go? And we'll put this information in the show notes to be able to take that quiz to kind of find out for sure. Okay. So they can go to bit period ly slash xokayce capital B, capital P, Q-U-I-Z. So it's bit.ly slash xokcbp quiz. Or they can go to missjaya.com and it's M-I-S-S-J-A-I-Y-A dot C-O-M. Awesome. Okay, cool. So yeah, we'll put them in the show notes for the guys. That is, that is awesome. So any recommendations now that they have... Let's say they go, they take the, the quiz. Now what? And what do they do with all this? Okay, great. So... You know, by taking the quiz, you are kind of agreeing to be on Jaya's, Jaya Ma's um, mailing list. So you'll receive sex tips and stuff like that. So that's one way to continue learning this. Um, If they're interested in really diving deep and they really want to understand that, either as an individual or if they have a partner that they want to really grow with, they can go to my website, which is um, xokc.com. They go to it's a slash schedule. They can book a complimentary call with me. We can hear, I can hear about what's going on. I can hear about where they're at. You can see if either working together is the best thing for them or I'll give them resources or other people that can really support them in, in really growing and learning some of, these, some of these skill sets. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. And definitely, I, you know, I'd imagine they'd be learning from you also the because the next step I feel is the is the tools to communicate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sitting down, understanding mm-hmm. how to communicate to the person that you're dating, mm-hmm. what it's all about, making them feel comfortable, and successfully being able to convey the information to them. Yes. So they understand what it is. Of course, you can always tell them to look it up or or take a quiz, you know, which is yeah. which is gonna be helpful, especially if they're interested. But uh, but yeah, gotta definitely know those those steps there. Yeah, and it's so. way more fun if you can show them, if you can you know do a little test with them. So one of the things I do with, that's part of the the coaching program is learning the different touches that your partner would be turned on by or your future partner would be turned on by. So not only do you learn what your blueprint is, you learn about all the other ones, and you learn how to tell what another person is like based on how they talk 
based on how they eat, based on the experience they're having with somebody, you can tell what they are pretty quickly. And so if you can, if you're learning that skill set, then you can always show them like, hey, I think you might be an energetic. Can I, can I do an energetic touch on you? Do you know what that means? More likely than not, they're going to say no. And so you can show them what that's like. And you can ask them, you know, like, hey, do you feel anything? Does this, you know, turn you on or is this something that you enjoy? And that's where, that's where it kind of becomes the Jedi trick there where they're like, oh my gosh, how did you know about that? And then they're going to, as a woman, they're going to lean in and be like, I want to know more. You're very different. You're a pattern interrupt than what I've experienced before in the world of dating. Like, how did you know that? If they're essential, right? Then you'll know I'm going to take them to a restaurant that's going to have beautiful music, really great lighting, delicious food. And you're going to see them relax into their bodies and they're going to be like, mm, this tastes so good. So they're getting put into pleasure. It potentially could seem like a lot of work in the beginning, but like, if you understand that this is pleasurable for them and it's going to get them turned on, whatever blueprint they are, then you're already one step ahead getting them basically into the bedroom, if you will. Right. 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 So yeah. you're also learning about consent. One of the things that I love with my clients is they get to have these conversations with a woman already. So if they've been uncomfortable having these kind of conversations, because I'm going to ask the really deep questions and we're going to go... Nothing's off limits when you work with me. What I always reflect back to them is like, if you can have that conversation with a woman like me, you can have that conversation with anyone. And so as you get to practice this, as you get to understand this, as you get to get at ease with having these conversations, you then make it really easy for the partners that you're with. And because you're understanding consent and you're understanding how to create a really safe environment, their walls are naturally going to come down because they trust you. Because this isn't some sort of manipulation technique. This is like you're actually paying attention and you're caring about the person that's in front of you. And they're like, okay, like I want more. I want to know more about you. I w- how did you learn how to do this? Show it's me intriguing. more of the book. It's totally intriguing. Totally intriguing. So Awesome. Cool. <laughs> cool. No, this is great stuff. Casey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for doing this. I feel like this was so interesting to me. I've never heard anything like this before. And and I sometimes think I've heard it all. (laughs) But I always love diving into more topics around sex and intimacy. And, you know, because it's not my forte. So love learning about it and hearing about it from a very uh, well knowledge person as yourself. And you're very good at explaining it too. So thank you so much for being here. You are so, so welcome. Thank you. 